0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: I've always really wanted to be successful. I never wanted to be broke. I never wanted to have to worry about money.
0: This is Property Investry where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Taran Shum and in this episode, we're speaking to 28-year-old salesman and Uber driver, Taku Ekeneo. With a property portfolio worth over $2.1 million, he's working towards never having to worry about money again find out how you can too with the hot tips gleaned from his ongoing research throughout his journey. So what does Ekane actually do in any given day?
1: In any given day, um, getting to work at about 8 o'clock. You know, it could be anything from admin, cold calling, generating new business, uh, looking after my existing accounts because my job is split up between delivering new business uh, for my organization and also looking after existing accounts as well. Um, And the day can generally last for about 11 hours. So getting at 8, leave about 6.30. um, And that's my day-to-day, Monday to Friday. um, And
0: yeah. With a full-time job in sales as well as part-time job, How does he even have time to breathe, let alone build a massive investment portfolio?
1: I know we all live busy lives, that's for sure. Um, So I guess he's just trying to be really uh, very smart with what I'm doing with my time. So aside from that as well, I also do Ubering on the side just to generate a little bit of extra cash um, on the weekends as well. So that takes up a little bit more of my time as well, about an extra 20 hours. Um, But if... You know, if if everyone really breaks it down into into how many hours there are in a week, if you look at it, it's about 168 hours in a week. And If you would really break it down and say, look, I'm at my full time job for about 50 hours for me anyway, um, and then I'm working um, with Uber for 20 hours, that's 70 hours. Let's say I'm sleeping about 40 of those hours a week, that still leaves me with a good 50-60 hours to do other things as well, right? So that's how I break break it down and just really look at um, where am I really investing my time and can I be more diligent with how I spend my time.
0: Despite all that he's accomplished, Ekner is still only a relative beginner in property investment. With only a few years of experience under his belt, this hardworking 28 28-year-old makes sure that every step counts. I've
1: been investing in property for not too long, but I've had a pretty, I guess, accelerated journey over the past couple of years in particular, Um, investing interstate and doing a strategy around buy, reno and hold on to the property and then pull the equity out to purchase the next one. For my day-to-day job, um, I don't really do property as such or not in the property industry. Um, I'm in sales and I work for a technology research and advisory firm. Uh, been in my current job for a year and prior to that, I was at another uh, technology-related sales job as well. So, that's my day-to-day properties, something that keeps me going on the side and something that I invest all my funds into as well to create that financial freedom.
0: Growing up in your regular middle-class Australian family, Ekiner never had the helping hand that may have made his investment journey easy. From his parents, he learned to get into a prospering area early and never let go finished high school um,
1: here in Sydney, after high school I just worked at Dead End Jobs for a couple of years Um, and then thereafter I enrolled into university um, because I thought that was the right thing to do, just wanted to make my parents happy I guess, Um, didn't really know why I was going to uni or what course I wanted to do so I just did a general business degree um, and it was probably just a wasted three years and I don't think I really saw any ROI off the back of it. But did it anyway, finished it now and yeah, straight after I finished that, got into a sales gig
0: um, okay.
1: for a logistics
0: company. Okay, that's really good. And where did you grow up? You mentioned in Sydney? Yeah, in Sydney. So, I was born in Japan.
1: Um, so, I'm half Japanese. Born in Japan, moved here when I was three um, and then grew up in Sydney in the Lower North Shore. And yeah, so pretty much did all my primary school, high school, And, of course, university in Sydney.
0: Okay. Which school did you go to, by the way?
1: Um, So, primary school, I went to Camaray, Camaray Public School. And for high school, I went to Mossman High.
0: So, you've actually, you've lived in quite wealthy areas around there to to actually know exactly, you know, what it's like to live in those areas, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. So, I guess you could say they are quite affluent um, areas of Sydney. And uh, yeah, certainly, well, I, I wouldn't say I came from a privileged background whatsoever. It was just a regular middle middle class family. Um, Dad works in the hotel industry, Mum was a teacher. but I guess yeah, they, they just they were able to buy a house in, in that area. Um, they got in early and they just worked really hard.
0: This mindset of working hard to achieve goals has been deeply impressed upon Eknev from his parents. The 28 year old Ori works a full-time job. As well as driving for Uber on Saturday nights, so no nights out.
1: You know, Uber—it's—it's it's great. I mean, it's not something that I would do full time. Um, but with that said, what I love about Uber is that the flexibility that you get, um, because it allows you to still continue to, you know, things invest in property when you need to take some time out from work, and you know, invest your, your time into property when you're actually in the market. So, it gives you that flexibility to work when you want to work um, and essentially, I can do it around my schedule as well um, and do it about you know, anywhere between 15 to 25 hours a week.
0: Okay. Oh, that's really good. So, basically, that's a supplementary income to help you be able to build up more cash so that way you can invest that into a property. Is that correct to say?
1: Exactly right, yeah. And especially when you're trying to save up for that next deposit, especially when you're doing those renos and you need that extra bit of cash flow. When you go over budget and you weren't expecting that, um, it certainly helps on a week-to-week basis.
0: Again, adversity has faced Ekanev from the beginning. Without the funds to begin investing in Sydney, he was forced to look outside the state that he lived in.
1: When so, I first started um, investing. So when I built my first property was in October 2014. So that would have been tick over two years ago, um, and that was actually in Brisbane. Um, and that was just a regular buy and hold. Didn't really have a strategy going in. All I wanted to do and my goal at the time was to get into the property market Um, and hence, I looked into Brisbane because I was priced out of Sydney.
0: So, what makes a salesman from technology firm go into property investment? Is it the potential for wealth, the desire to own or the feeling of success? Ekinner reveals his inspiration for property investment.
1: Um, what inspired me to get into property? So I was, I was pretty much just so after university, I was working and I was also living at home, um, so I was just saving, 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 uh, but I didn't really have a purpose as to why I was saving, uh, so it's pretty much just saving to save, um, and then eventually while I was in this whole concept around sales and understanding the game of sales a lot of the resources that I was reading and watching, they talk about confidence building, conviction, things like that. Once you read a little bit more about confidence, conviction, then you start reading a lot about personal development. Then personal development trickles off down into financial freedom, creating passive income um, through various means. And then I started to get really interested around that space. I started to really immerse myself in that space. And as I was reading it, they said, you know, you can create passive income generally through three ways, mainly, Um, and that would be either creating business and building that business and then living off the proceeds of that business. Um, But at the time, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in terms of creating my own business, so that was put to the side. And then there was shares or the stock market and investing in the stock market. And still to this day, um, I guess the stock market doesn't really resonate with me, the the whole intangible nature of it. Mm -hmm. And... I know it's a myth, they say, but I feel as though it's a little bit more volatile um than property. And so that was kind of put to the side. And then there was real estate and investing in property. And generally if you look at back over history in Australia, um, you know, there's sayings like it's safe as houses and if you're buying in relatively good locations close to the C B D in one of the major capitals with good amenities, with good land content, over the long term it's gonna go up in value. And it's been proven time and time again. It was just easy to understand for me. It was bricks and mortar. You put someone in there, they pay you rent. Um, you get a little bit of cash on a weekly basis and the value of the asset increases in value over time. So it was really easy for me to comprehend. And I thought I'd just get really immersed in this space and really try to understand it.
0: Yeah, that's really really good and it makes absolute sense as well. At what point did you say for example you're you're immersing yourself learning all about property did you actually mm-hmm. take that action to start investing in your first one?
1: I'm just thinking back as to you know if there was a moment as to when I said yes but what actually happened was I went over to Brisbane so I I committed to finding a place in Brisbane because I was priced out of the city market I mentioned earlier and mm. um I, I booked a trip and that the purpose of that whole trip was just to go visit some open homes, network with some agents, get a feel for the area um, and just to get my feet on the ground because I'd never been to Brisbane before that time. Um, did a few opens on that on that first first trip and on the last house of that trip, um, I walked through it looked really good um, and it just it just felt good. Right. The house looked pretty nice. There wasn't much work that I needed to be doing on it. Um, the, the rent was you know, pretty strong on it as well. Um, and then yeah, the agent called me later that evening saying, they're going to sell the property today. You've got to put in your best and final offer if you really want the property. And even though I wasn't really prepared to or, or expecting as such to make an offer on that trip, I ended up putting in an offer. So it was a blind auction and I ended up getting the property. Um, so, yeah, it, w- it wasn't really strictly prepared, but yeah, I just put in the offer and end up getting it.
0: Fantastic. I love stories like that. It's always <laughs> like you, you end up stumbling into it and then, you know, the, the, the rest of the journey is history. So.
1: Absolutely. And you know, the first the first thought I got as soon as the agent called me back saying I got the property, I, I immediately regretted it because I was like, oh, oh, no, did I just pay... Way too much for that property, um, and then you know I just got that sense of buyer's remorse. I think that a lot of people get when they make their first big investment as such, um, and then I just started you know stressing about it all that night. But then the next day I woke up and yeah it was all good. <laughs>
0: Couldn't get out of it anyway, so <laughs> you bind it you bind it into that for life. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> So, with, with that first investment, did you do any, um, I guess, building inspection? Did you do any looking into it? Like, Did you do any research actually on that day after the open house or during the open house? So,
1: pr- prior to the me actually booking that Brisbane trip and going to view those properties physically, um, I, I had done about maybe anywhere between 8 to 10 months of really solid research around that region or around that area. Uh, So, I pretty much knew what a good property looked like, what a good property was priced at in that area. Um, And I knew the fundamentals was there for it to be a pretty um, sound investment or a sound area to invest in. Mm. Um, And then, of course, like you mentioned, when I put in the offer, I had a clause in there um, to do my building and pest uh, during the cooling off period. So, I did that. Um, That came back pretty clean um, but then during that cooling off period, I managed to negotiate another three, two and a half or three k um, off the initial offer.
0: Oh, great! So, what was the reason? Yeah. Or how how did you manage to do that? Was there something there issues any, with the property for you to do that?
1: There wasn't necessarily many issues with the property, but the great thing about building and pest inspections, which uh, which is that they make it sound like a lot worse than it actually is, because obviously <laughs> they need to kind of cover themselves to some extent. So if they see something that could be a touch or a tad um, wrong with the property, they'll emphasize it and they'll really bring it to your attention. Um, So I just pulled out those points and then drew up a list of everything that he said or the building inspector said that was he saw a bit of a negative to the property. And then I just highlighted those and said, look, I wasn't expecting this to come back this bad and negotiated that
0: two and a half K off. That's great. That's where your sales skills came into play, right? (laughs) That's exactly right, yeah. (laughs) And
1: because I already had the buyer's remorse, it gave me even more, uh, you know, I guess motivation to try and negotiate a bit more uh, money off as well.
0: Sometimes, you can get lucky and simply fall into property investment like Econair but eventually, you always need a plan. Coming up, we'll hear how Econair went from the simple buy and rent strategy
1: So, when I bought my first property, uh, my goal at the time was just getting to the property market and it was just buy a property, all I wanted to do was buy a property Um, and that was my goal.
0: To his current and very successful buy, reno and hold strategy.
1: He He gave me that idea of manufacturing equity myself, really looking at undervalued properties and then doing a bit of a cosmetic reno on them and then using the equity within those after you revalue it to subsequently fund the next purchase.
0: And that's next on Property Investry. Ekeneas says he initially didn't have a strategy and all he wanted to do was to get into the property market. So,
1: when I bought my first property, uh, my goal at the time was to just get into the property market and it was just buy a property, all I wanted to do was buy a property Um, and that was my goal in looking back and in hindsight that probably was the wrong goal because at the end of the day um you know property really is just a vehicle to get you to the financial destination or the lifestyle that it can create for you um so i shouldn't have had the property as such as a goal but i should have been looking a little bit further ahead as to where i wanted the property to get me to and so once i bought that property um i had reached my goal of buying one property and I didn't have a plan moving forward. So I was just back to the drawing board again, and I didn't know what to do rather than just to save, save, save again, pick up Uber at the time, and then so work two jobs and then just save my ass off essentially. Um, through that period, um, it was 13 months till I bought that second property. And it was at this stage when I met my broker. And my broker, he's also an investor himself. And he, you know, he was saying, look, if you want to continue to keep, um, purchasing property, you can't keep saving yourself to the next deposit. Or it's just going to take you too long to continue to keep saving yourself to the next property. So he get, he gave me that idea of manufacturing equity myself, really looking at undervalued properties and then doing a bit of a cosmetic reno on them and then using the equity within those after you revalue it. To subsequently fund the next purchase,
0: Econair was very lucky to have a team of equally hardworking and savvy brokers, builders, and buddies around him to help him through his property investment journey. His broker, especially Michael Shah, has been the keystone of advice for Econair for some time.
1: What was the best advice he gave me? I mean, I, I speak to him so much, I pretty much speak to him <laughs> on a daily basis. <laughs> so, I'm probably the client from hell. Help right? Because <laughs> I take up a lot of his time. And yeah, so um yeah, whatever. But um, anyway. <laughs> so he, he gives me a lot of advice. He's just certainly taken me under his wing. Yeah. Um and yeah, I've just kind of replicated exactly what he's told me to do. And I'd say oh, what would be the best advice? Um oh, it's it's more around mindset, I think. Okay. Um it's always just always just keeping you know making me stay focused on track and continue to stick to my goals because really if you think about property itself and invest property investing itself it, it's a pretty simple game and I think that's the reason why it, it attracted me right because it was quite easy to understand it was pretty simple and if you got the fundamentals right it's just a check you know uh, a checkbox um, exercise where you just tick off the boxes and then you're good um, so it was more around the mindset I think um, which he helped me with to continue to keep moving forward.
0: is not one to shy away from his goals, even as he makes them grow bigger and bigger each day. Next, we'll hear what is the passion behind such intense work and sacrifice. Um,
1: I guess my why, uh, my why is, for, I, I just have this built in me in that I, I've always really wanted to be successful. I, I never wanted to be broke. I never wanted to have to worry about money, um, and. I always just wanted to be in a comfortable position and, you know, not when I was too old. So, yeah, essentially that's that's what really drives me right now in that, you know, I just really want to be in a comfortable position. Don't want to be stuck in the rat race. Um, don't want to be working for a big corporate, you know, for the rest of my life and mm-hmm. be living without stress and helping build someone else's dream. I want to build my own dream, dream.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And how far off do you think you'll be there?
1: Oh, that's a good question because every time I I set myself short-term, long-term goals and I keep moving those goals further and further away from me. So I feel as though, yep, I've set myself a goal here, but then when I get a little bit closer to it, then I keep extending it. So I think I'm quite a while off. Um, I've set myself a 36 Uh, At 36, I'm 28 now, um, so that's eight years but I know I'll continue to be working well into that but hopefully building my own business.
0: Despite the golden opportunities seemed to find, a lack of patience would prove to almost be the undoing of Ekenea. There,
1: there, There was actually a huge, probably one of my biggest mistakes I've made during my property investing journey. You know, it was a cash unconditional offer so there was no way for me to get out of the purchase. Um, and what I had written into the clause as well, because it was untenanted at the time, it was just an empty property. I wanted to get the renos done immediately as soon as I went unconditional on the property. Um, so essentially, if I was able to start renos straight away, it would be ready to be listed on the market for tenants um, as soon as I settled on it. So that's what I did. So we settled on it on I believe it was the Friday. My my builder started work on the Monday. And so, uh, you know, I like to move things pretty quickly. Mm. Builder started works on it on Monday, but it was before the banks that I was getting lending from had valuers go walk through the property to go view the property to assess it as a security for, for the lending that I was getting.
0: Aha, uh-huh. okay. Okay. It'll be interesting. Let's
1: go. Yep. So, so, by the time, <laughs> so by the, time the, the valuers came to the property on Tuesday, everything had been ripped down from the property and you know, it was unhabitable whatsoever. So the valuers are like, look, there's no way we can value this. Um, it's unhabitable. We're not going to value it at all because there's liability on our side as well. Um, so they went to the banks and said, this property can't be valued. Uh, so the bank said, okay, look, we'll still give you the loan, but rather than giving you an 88% loan, we're only going to give you an 80% loan. Um, and I was already stretched really thin at the time in terms of my finances. And essentially I had to come up with an extra 20 K, which I didn't have whatsoever in 30 day, in a 30 day period. So I was stressing out. So I guess, yeah, I mean, it was a huge lesson learned because, you know, it was kind of, I should have been a little bit more patient. I should have really understood the process before just going bang, 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 and just trying to get things done so quickly. Um, And What I had to do was um, I reached out to my brother for a little bit of money, I reached out to my dad for a little bit of money and I reached out to my mentor who's my broker for a little bit of money. It was a painful process having to ask them for money Um, but anyway, got enough to get over that period and then pay them back as well.
0: With a relatively happy ending, this experience definitely taught Ekene the value of patience
1: yeah, that's definitely one of them out there <laughs> that I always cringe over. But now that I've gone through the process, I can laugh back on it because when, when I actually went through that process, I wasn't laughing at all. I was mm. stressed out. I was freaking out.
0: Eckenair reflects that his motivation to be a property investor far outweighed the fear that this misstep gave him.
1: it it was the light at the end of the tunnel. It was, it it just came back to my why and why I was investing. And, um, you know, you know, my broker, who's also my mentor as well. And a lot of the the content that I was reading and um, I I listened to a lot of personal development stuff. I'm always on YouTube. I'm always reading books as well. And, you know, these are just some of the tests that people put in or let's say um, these forces put in your way and you just got to overcome it. And, that that really helped me, and I, I just surround myself with very positive people as well, which helps you um, look at the brighter side of things and it helps you, you know, look at it is possible to get over these periods.
0: Again, Ekene knows that the rewards of his investment efforts will prove to worth from all the hard work.
1: But there have certainly been a lot of, I guess, sacrifices that I make that I've made in my short period. Um, being, you know, just over two two years of properly investing. Um, and during those times I'm making the sacrifices, you know, you feel down because you're like, oh, you know, why am I even doing this? You know, I'd rather be going out with friends and going out and going on holidays and whatnot. But, you know, I'm I'm out here Saturday night driving Uber as such.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and you're seeing the bigger picture too because it will pay off eventually.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know it's going to pay off. I, I certainly know it's going to pay off. I truly believe that and I wouldn't be doing it if, if I really didn't feel that as well. So um, knowing that, um, that's what keeps me yeah, moving forward as well.
0: And throughout his journey, these rewards have been steadily coming through to Ekeneo who saves the brilliant aha moments when everything has just clicked.
1: There's, there's, a, there's a lot of aha moments, especially when I'm pulling out equity. That feels – it's a very good <laughs> aha moment. <laughs> but the first time that ever happened, that was like, wow, this actually works. So it was that first property that I bought, um, the one in you – know, when I went to Brisbane on the first trip and put in that offer. Um, so I bought that property and as I said, I was doing about 10 months of research in that area prior to buying it. So I knew what a good property looked like, even though I didn't have a strategy to move on to the next property, I knew what that a good property looked like at the time in that area. So, and hence why I put in the offer and bought it. Um, 12 months went by, and even though that area at the time only grew, um, and I was looking at the stats, only grew that suburb by 2% during that 12 month period, because I bought so well in terms of buying below market value, I was able to get a 60K um, equity release off the back of it. And that was from a bank valuation uh, in a 12-month period. And that translated to an 11% increase in the purchase price that I bought it. And then I was like, wow, this really works. I didn't have to do any work on that property because that wasn't a reno strategy, that property. I just bought it, held onto it in a relatively good location with good land content, with good amenities. And it just increased in value by 60k and I was able to pull that out to do whatever I wanted to do with it.
0: Yeah, it really comes back down to location, 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 doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so inspired by this story and what Ekne is excited about today, we'll keep the conversation going in a future episode on Property Investory Podcast, where we talk about how to apply the strategy.
1: I'm looking at it from a sense is that After the renovation, am I going to be able to pull out 50 minimum, ideally at least 70k off the back of the revaluation.
0: Two success habits for property investing.
1: Things that I always like to do is write my goals down um, every day in the morning when I wake up and also in the evening before I go to sleep.
0: And that's next time on Property Investory Podcast. To get the full transcript and see the show notes, visit our website at propertyinvestory.com.